G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. We've already established that Daniel prophesied the exact number of days that would pass from the declaration to rebuild Jerusalem to the time that Mashiach would come. Mashiach had to arrive at the beginning of the first century AD. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Mashiach has been our topic for quite some time. The Bible has a lot to say about him, and in fact, he is the central figure of the entire Bible, followed second by the people of Israel, from whom Mashiach comes. He has what is the most important role in human history, to redeem fallen man. That's a big task, and a big ask of any one person. In fact, to ask it of any other person is too much. No human being has the capacity to redeem all humankind. But Mashiach, according to Scripture, is from God, is like God, and in fact, he is God. Yeah, and we finished our previous program in Isaiah chapter 9, Unto us a child is born, son Mm -hmm. is given, all of that wonderful stuff, wonderful counsellor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, and all of that. And out of that, you see the two messiahs. You Mm. see this peace-loving, wonderful counsellor, this nurturing personage, and then you see this warrior king who is actually God. And you kind of go, I see this twofold person, in that, That's in right. that particular scripture. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've been learning about these two distinct profiles, Mashiach ben Yosef, who was going to suffer, and that's all through scripture, and Mashiach ben David, this warrior who was going to establish a kingdom, he's going to rule with strength and power, he's going to do away with unrighteousness, and he's going to establish a kingdom of righteousness and peace. We can see them both described in prophecy, but which one is the real Messiah? Oh, I'm very glad you asked. (laughs) Okay, so as we've said, the Jews as a whole, not all, but as a whole, have rejected Jesus because they say he cannot be Mashiach. Yes, 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 he did suffer. Uh, Yes, he was despised. Uh, He was rejected. Yes, they agree. He, He apparently did do miracles, according to eyewitness accounts, and he was definitely Jewish. He was of the tribe of Judah. So yes, they agree with that. And absolutely, he was born in Bethlehem. I'll give you that. Uh, There are a lot of things about his life that actually match up with the prophecies, but he didn't bring peace. He was supposed to, but he didn't. And then, as we've said before, when you look around, there is no peace. Mm. Okay, So we can kind of go, I get why they get to that particular point of view. I can see that. And Mashiach is supposed to bring redemption and peace and restoration, and unity, and all the people of the world are going to come to Israel. They're going to come to the Holy Temple, which is called the House of God and the House of Prayer for All Nations. Mm. That hasn't happened yet. No, that's in, right. In fact, the, the temple's not there at the moment. Mm. That's right. That's so right. that's a really big question mark as well. Yeah. And they're going, oh, I just, you know, it's a nice thought, but no, it can't yeah. be. And besides that, everybody who followed Jesus hates our guts and has persecuted. So, yeah, we don't want to join the club. Yeah, that's so true. Well, Isaiah 2 speaks about this uh, idea of the nations coming together. From verse 2 to 4, it says, Now it'll come about that in the last days the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains and will be raised up above the hills, 
and all the nations will stream to it. And many peoples will come and say, Come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us concerning his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For the law will go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he'll judge between the nations, and will render decision for many peoples. And they'll hammer their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation won't lift up sword against nation, and never again will they learn war. That's a lovely thought, mm, isn't that's it? Wonderful. Considering all that has happened in the past well, the last 2,000 years at least, mm. and all the wars that have gone before, and what's going on right now around the world, isn't it just a glorious thought? Yeah. And you can see why people are longing for the Messiah. Mm. Where? Where? I, I'm over it. I yep. don't know about you, but I'm, I'm so over yes. all of this. It's terrible. Okay, so we've already established some time back that Daniel prophesied the exact number of days that would pass from the declaration to rebuild Jerusalem to the time that Mashiach would come. He had to arrive. According to that timeline, Mashiach had to arrive at the beginning of the first century AD. Otherwise, we can take Daniel mm. and we can get some scissors and cut that book out of the Bible. He is a false prophet. That's right. He is not a false prophet. Mm. And the Jews would be mortified at the very thought of considering him a false prophet. But Daniel was the one who gave specific number of days. That's right. It wasn't uh, just a, a vague suggestion. It was an exact number of days Sp to the day. And he gave it to us in months and <laughs> yeah. years, as well yeah. as to, I'm surprised he didn't give it to us in hours and seconds. Mm. He was so precise. Yeah. That date came and went at the beginning of the first century. And here's the thing. Everything about the suffering servant has been fulfilled in the personage of Jesus Christ. We've been looking in detail at that. Mm. So you've got to go, okay. Oh, Okay, Jesus is a contender here, yeah. absolutely a contender. And then the passage that, that you just read in Isaiah 2 explains that all the nations are going to stream to the house of the Lord in the last days. Okay, that's a favorite phrase for a lot of evangelical Christians. Love it if you get into Bible prophecy, study the last days. Now, the first century AD, the apostle Peter actually said in these last days, he was talking about a particular time mm. at the end of, I guess when you look at the human spectrum and from the days of, Abraham and creation. So he said the last days. But we're now 2,000 years beyond Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection. So that means we're 2,000 years closer to the quote-unquote last days. Mm. And we're just talking about the mess that the world is in. You take a look at that, and there are a lot of people who actually think that maybe we're in the very last of the last days. Mm, that's right. So this is when Mashiach ben David is expected. Because it's a jolly mess right now. <laughs> That's right. Well, this is how the Mashiach is described as a warrior when he comes. This is Zechariah 14, verses 2 to 4. It says, For I'll gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured, the houses plundered, the women ravished, and half of the city exiled. But the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fights on a day of battle. In that day his feet, that's God or Mashiach's feet, the same person, will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in front of Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives will be split in its middle from east to west by a very large valley, so that half the mountain will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. Can I tell you, Robbo, I have stood on the Mount of Olives and I have looked through the Kidron Valley to the eastern side of the old city and the Temple Mount, mm. And when you stand there, you imagine that this earthquake is going to happen. This mountain is going to split and move half mm. and half. And yeah. from underneath the temple, 
is going to come a river that's mm. going to stretch all the way to the Mediterranean and then down the Kidron Valley out to the Dead Sea. Wow. And you, when you're standing there, you get goosebumps. You think, oh, I can suck and mm. oh, I can see this happening. Yeah. But that hasn't happened yet, has it? No, it hasn't. But here's the thing. What you just described in, in Zechariah 14 doesn't sound like gentle Jesus, meek and mild. No. He sounds like he's about to put his battle armor on and he's going to get into it, roll up his sleeves and deal with wickedness, with unrighteousness, with those that have come against his people. So here's the proposition. The first time, I'm, I'm letting the cat out of the bag with that phrase, the first time that Messiah came, that Mashiach came, he came as a suffering servant. Okay, In the beginning of the first century, just like Daniel prophesied, to conquer sin, to pay for redemption. But here's the kicker. The second time he comes, he is going to destroy all wickedness. He is going to battle his physical enemies and establish a kingdom forever in Jerusalem on the throne of David. Yeah, that's right. Well, interestingly, the throne of David is mentioned when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary to say to her that she's going to bear Jesus. In uh, Luke one thirty two, it says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. I'm glad you brought that up because this is actually tying the Mashiach, the suffering servant, with Mashiach ben David, the mighty warrior king. Yeah. Because Jesus came and we know that he fulfilled all these prophecies about being a suffering servant, paying for the sins of his people and providing redemption and salvation. And he never actually sat on the throne of David, his father, in his lifetime. Yeah. But the promise is that when he comes again, he will be. This warrior king, he will be Mashiach ben David, and he will sit on a glorious throne in Jerusalem, and his kingdom is never going to end. And in case you were wondering, forever is forever. That's right. So true. It's been very neglectful of me that in this last few episodes where we've been talking about these two messiahs, it's based on the research from the ministry of One for Israel. I thoroughly recommend it. I've learned so much from it myself, and I would recommend anybody to go to this website and learn as much as you can. There's so much information there, oneforisrael.org. Well, we'll continue our study on Mashiach in the next program, looking at the lives of Joseph and David and how they parallel Mashiach. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 